TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you for the 486th Monday. Can you believe it? Hopefully that doesn't stress you out too much because today we're cracking into Crack Your Stress Code Part 2 with my brother from another mother. He is the Sultan of Stress. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. Hello, legend. The Sultan of Stress. I love that. It's a goodie. It's a goodie. I'm great, mate. Um... It's good. I know that this is. Uh, this seems like this is another podcast for everybody who's listening. We're, we're continuing on. So this is part two of something we discussed, and you would have heard it last week. And uh, and I'm really excited about it because we're following in flow, and that's great. And this is because you right now are sunning yourself on some Greek island having a tanning competition with Amber and your friends. Uh, and because of that, we are following on, flowing on, and continuing this conversation. So hope you're enjoying yourself yep. in the Northern Hemisphere. As you said on the last episode, you have mastered the art of being in multiple places at once, and right now you're on a podcast and in Greece. So well played. Um, <laughs> well played. Go, go figure. Go figure. So there are four phases to cracking your stress code, and we are going to attempt mm-hmm. to nail them all on this episode. And then next week right. we are going to discuss practical solutions to improve our stress response. So what is phase number one in uh, cracking your stress code? Okay, awesome. Thanks, PC. So as you were talking and you thought there was five or six phases and I um, rightly pointed out that there's four, there's actually a fifth and the fifth is a state of calmness. And so that's really cool. Like a state of calmness is a really nice place to be. And that's kind of where I think all of us would hope to be, you know, the reason why we might do meditation or the reason why we might have extra long cuddles to get that endorphin rush or the reason why we might, you know, walk down the beach with our significant other having a hand cuddle, uh, those sorts of things, that they help us maintain a state of calmness, which is a really pleasant, nice feeling. Um, and that's the, that's a place to be. Like that is a really nice thing to, you know, be achieving. The first movement or the first standard deviation away from calmness is stress. So whether that be something that's actual or perceived, something that is uh, an emotional stressor, a physical stressor, or a chemical stressor, that in itself is something that most of us should be able to handle. And it's totally fine for our body to expect to experience stress and it's totally fine and acceptable for us to experience it and then deal with it without, you know, letting things get away. So stress, I like to say, is a state where you you are aware of something that's kind of not necessarily right, but it challenges you because you care. Mm-hmm. So if it's an emotional thing and you get stressed, you're usually stressed because you care about what's going on or you care about the outcome or the impact of what's actually happening or the news that you've heard or the things that you're seeing or whatever it is that you're smelling. Those sorts of things, like that stress, that emotional stress, is a result of you caring, and that's a good thing. So that's how we grow. So let's say, for example, we talk about physical stress, um, going for a run. 
or going for a ride. Um, that in itself will create stress to our heart, stress to our bones, to our muscles. And as a result of that particular type of physical stress, uh, we will grow and be stronger from that, much the same as the stress that we care about, things that we might have a little bit of a small little worry about. We get stressed because X, Y, Z is happening or has to take place. We get stronger as a result of that. If we talk about a chemical impact, let's say, for example, we get exposed to a virus or a bacteria, there's a chemical um, shift and change. Our immune system will have a stress response to that vector. Um, it'll manage an immune reaction and then build ourselves an immune system over time that continues to collate and collect uh, one that allows us to have a more appropriate immune response over time. That's a result of a stressor coming into our body and our immune system having a chemical reaction to that and then mounting an innate immune response long-term over the time. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's normal stress. So this That's is phase number stress. one. This is stress itself. And like you said, it could be actual or perceived. It could be physical, chemical, or emotional. It's not It's not good or bad. We can go for a run and have physical stress. We can have a beer and have chemical stress or really any food process. You can have an apple and that's still a chemical yep. stress on the body to digest it and everything else, but it's not a bad yep. thing. Um, no. And like you said, with emotional, it's it's often a reflection of the fact that we care. So what's phase two um, in this stress process? So phase two would be where you graduate up. So let's say, for example, you went to sleep after a day of having stress. As you wound up your stress, as you got more stress through the day, your set point for stress as you go to sleep starts to wind back a little bit, but it's unlikely that your whole nervous system and a whole, let's call it the stress system, your whole stress system will return to your former set point. So let's say, for example, day one being today, your stress point is zero. By the end of the day, your stress point gets to four. When you go to sleep, your stress point might reduce or your set point might reduce to two mm. or three. It won't necessarily get all the way back to zero just by having a sleep. There's a few other things that we've got to do to actually get our body to get back to um, a zero set point for stress. And so we're going to graduate. So we start the day when we wake up in the morning. And if we continue the same behaviors, let's say, for example, we wake up to an alarm clock that's loud um, or we wake up to the kids fighting or we wake up to – Happening in my house right now. <laughs> <laughs> I heard some kids in the background. Um, or we wake up to um, a coffee, for example, or some caffeination. We might caffeinate our body and put our body into stress. We start our stress activity, our fight or flight response immediately. If we've got a pillow, that's not good, and we're waking up with you know a, a bad neck, uh, we've got some pain, that's a physical stress that continues to build our stress response. Uh, we wake up to something that triggers us uh, from an emotional perspective, that continues to perpetuate our stress. If we wake up to something that triggers or perpetuates our chemical stress reaction or chemical stress response, um, it'll continue to wind our body up. And so that as we keep going up every single day, our stress response, and then we go to sleep at night time, our stress, um, t uh, our, our tempering of stress starts to decrease over time because our set point continues to grow over time. Mm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It's like the oven's yeah. never going back to zero degrees. It's it's the new set points, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 degrees, and it 
doesn't know what it's like to be off anymore, which is a bit like that with health overall, isn't it? I know in chiropractic, you can often have uh, clients that go, you know, once once their their pain is gone or their vitality is back, like, oh my gosh, I actually completely forgot what it was like to feel that way. Yeah, People just get right. used to being felt- stressed. Yeah, I haven't felt this way for years. You know, what what are you feeling is the question I often ask and that's, uh, you know, I feel so free or I, I'm sleeping so much better or I've got so much more energy or I feel much happier. Um, those sorts of things are things that people lose over time without really noticing it because it's an insidious um, disease. I'll call it a disease because it continues to get worse and then that is stress, like stress over time, um, which builds to the next level, which is called anxiety or overwhelm. Um, as we reach anxiety and overwhelm, it's where we start to lose control of the ability to um, respect and understand that stress is actually good for us. So, so is that phase three, to, anxiety or overwhelm? This, this is phase two. This, this is, phase is still two. phase two. Yeah. So we've gone calmness to stress to anxiety slash overwhelm. Um, we're at a point where things are feeling like they're a little bit out of control, that things are kind of taking our breath away. Things are starting to make us feel anxious to the point that we're not too sure whether or not we can keep on doing what it is that we're doing. Um, and it starts to affect the way in which we interact. We might be craving more foods, and we always crave things that start with E, S, E, and end in E. Like we talk about this all the time because crave starts with C and ends in E. We start to crave things that start with C and end in E, like carbohydrate. Like carbohydrate starts with C and end in E. Coffee starts with C and ends in E. Coke starts with C and ends in E. Cake. Chocolate. Cookie. Chocolate. Um, all of these things, cheese, all of these things we crave. Um, start Creatine. <laughs> Caffeine. Uh, so we start to crave stuff that makes us um, have a chemical uh, response to helping us manage. We start to feel depleted. We're starting to feel like we need uh, some kind of sustenance to keep us going. Cabbage. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry. I'm just thinking. <laughs> Imagine. You don't know. Every other listener I know right now is thinking of words yeah. beginning with C and ending in E. So I just had to get that yeah. out there. I love it. I, I love it. Imagine that. I've had such a bad day today. Give me some cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> so we crave stuff. We've had a rough day. We, we get home. We've had a rough day. Um, you know, we, we want to celebrate with some wine and some food. Um, generally, it's going to be stuff that starts with C and ends in E. Uh, or we, you know, we've had a great day and we want to celebrate with some wine and some food. Um, or we just have a day and we get home and we just want mm. to celebrate with some wine and some food. And so that, that kind of thing is, you know, but well, we're going to be craving stuff at 3.34 o'clock in the afternoon, um, which is always the way because we set up our body into stress. We started in stress, which has diverted blood away from the gut which has meant that we haven't had the nutrition um, that we should have actually otherwise got from our digestion, appropriate digestion from our food, because we got into anxiety and overwhelm um, as a result of not resetting our stress. We graduated to a point that we're not digesting our food as well as what we should. Our bowels are moving more frequently. We're not feeling as sustained and energetic as what we otherwise would be, so we're craving and desiring and eating more food, and generally foods that are what we call sweet fat, stuff that's carbohydrate and fat laden um, Mm. to actually help us get through oh this is fascinating and that whole conversation of getting getting used to like a a new normal like that graduating up people think that that three o'clock snack is just normal that that Mm -hmm. wanting wanting something like 
um, sugary, like you said, C and E, uh, rather mm. than that actually being an identifier to something's yeah. NQR. So what's phase three? Yeah. yeah. So phase three is where we graduate from that. So we didn't do the things that we needed to do to help us wind our body back. And we'll be going through all those things that we need to do in our next episode, PC. So in episode 487, seven, we will go through all of those things that you need to do to help your body wind back because you can't, as we said at the start, you can't just take a pill and then unravel the impact or the effect of stress on your body on your DNA, you can't do that. So, and we have over the last, you know, couple of years had a significant amount of stress with COVID, with um, lockdowns, with mandates. Uh, children have seen things that, you know, they should never have had to see. They've had to wear masks. There's a whole lot of stuff that's not being to able happen. to visit family, travel, chill out, go on holidays. Yeah, work from home. You know, yeah. people. People with only two years left of their life, not able to see their family, not able to, you know, spend time with friends, you know, live out the rest of their life with joy. All of those sorts of things have, you know, contributed to the stress that people feel always. And so our set point of stress, our tolerance has gone down, our stress has gone up. So that when we see something, hear something, taste something, smell something, experience something, our response to that something is slightly exaggerated. It's slightly more reactive than what it might have otherwise used to have been. So PC, where you used to get maybe 40 things done in a day, um, easily you might find that getting 30 things done in a day is harder at the moment because your stress level is already mm. there. So that affects your recall. That affects your short-term memory recall. It affects your long-term um, memory and programming um, it affects your ability to concentrate, to maintain cognition and concentration over time. And uh, and so as a result of that, um, you'll go to bed and your mind will be racing. And you'll be thinking about things that you didn't get done or things that were stressing you out. Um, your body will be aching. You'll be experiencing pain and dysfunction. Your bowels won't be moving as well as what they should be. Your sex drive will start to go down. Um, and there's a whole host of different things that are happening within your body that creates a state of insomnia. People will struggle to fall asleep or they will fall asleep on the couch really easily and then find themselves waking up and they're not able to fall back to sleep again because their body's circadian rhythm has started to fall out of whack. They're starting to decrease the amount of melatonin that they're secreting uh, because they're not getting outside. They're not able to um, use the sun to help them reset they're going to, as a result of not sleeping as well as what they should, they're not going to be manufacturing as much serotonin, which is your happy hormone. So as a result of not having having enough of that serotonin circulating through your body, you'll move yourself to a state where you graduate into a more depressed, melancholy type of state, which is the phase four or stage four of chronic stress. So we've gone into a state right now with stage three, which is insomnia. And we're now not actually able to cope with everything through the day and we're not able to get sleep that helps us reset our body. Welcome, Ravi. Wow. We've got Ravs on board. Thanks for joining us, Ravs. So yes. this is really interesting. Yes. I can already feel within myself and no doubt listeners and viewers at 100 Not Out on Facebook that we – this is quite overwhelming. The cascade is not just one or two or three things. There are four phases here or a fifth when you include a state of calmness to begin with. But 
that whole cascade and everything that you've mentioned, just the notes that I've been taking, the circadian rhythms off, the inability to get the same amount of things done, just that overload of thought, but that slowness to actually make it happen, the inability to sleep and the insomnia, and you just you can just load up and load up and load up and load up. Um, and mm-hmm. I think it's yeah, really important just to remind people that on next week's episode, it's all about the solutions. This is all about the understanding. And I think right now people are listening to this getting a really core in your face understanding of how this works. And I think every single person that listens to this will be able to relate to this cascade that you're experiencing. Um, can you go on to phase four? Uh, because this is obviously something that we all need to be aware of. Absolutely. So phase four is where our insomnia is so out of control that we don't manufacture the hormone serotonin to enable us to be happy. So we find ourselves craving more food. And even though our weight goes up, we continue to want to eat more food because there's so many serotonin receptors in our gastrointestinal system that a way to trigger serotonin and the way in which we would feel good um, to get that endorphin rush is to eat. Now, this can be achieved by going for a run. You know, this could be achieved by going for a walk. This could be achieved by having sex. This could be achieved by telling jokes. This could Mm. be achieved by a number of different things that would um, improve your chemical balance within your body, but your ability to access and manufacture serotonin is affected. Um, by the inability to sleep and the downregulation of melatonin secretion. So there's quite a few things. And you'll know and you'll recall, you'll remember that when you've spent time in the sun as a young child and you've been swimming at the beach or you've been you know, out running around and it's been a really hot day, you will sleep like a log. And you'll wake up so ridiculously happy the next day because you had such a great day the day before because the sun – has a significant impact on your body in the production of melatonin. And the sun has an inc- like an incredible um, impact on the pineal gland to, to trigger the release of melatonin when the sun goes down. But quite often these days, we'll be looking at screens which emits blue light and uh, fails to trigger the pineal gland to secrete melatonin. It overstimulates um, areas within our brain that trigger the addiction centers within our brain, which makes us crave more um, activity and increases our, um, our, our mental agitation, I suppose you could call it, which again decreases our ability to relax and rest and, uh, and nourish our body and pushes us further towards melancholy and depression. And, uh, and that, that melancholy depression is our final graduation um, into a really um, um, distressing state of, um, of stress um, where it's actually gone way out of control. Oh, well, Pete Lennon is absolutely loving this conversation. He said, this is gold. You've been holding out on us, Damo, definitely sharing. Actually, Pete, Damo's been talking about this forever. We actually recorded this nine years ago, almost to the month. We're just recontextualizing it in the um, in the uh, post-COVID years. But this is a mm. message that Damo's been sharing for years. And as I say to people, I'm not just trying to sell Damo. I don't get a clip of the ticket when he speaks. But if you're in a company and you need to share this message with your team, book Damo in for a keynote. A lot easier if you're in Melbourne. But Damo travels. His brother's a pilot. Damo has his own private charter. <laughs> um, but, um, but this is so important because I'm just writing this down and looking, melancholy and depression, antidepressants, 
rife. Insomnia, sleeping pills are rife. Uh, phase two, anxiety and overwhelm. Anti-anxiety medication is rife. And in phase one, stress itself. You can tell where this is leading. There's so many people that sadly are going down the pill for an ill path thinking mm. that antidepressants, mm. um, sleeping pills, anti-anxiety medication is going to actually help them out of this. But as Damien said in phase one, it's physical, chemical, or emotional stress. And on the next episode, we're going to get to the cause of, well, what are those physical, chemical, emotional stresses so you know where you are right now and then what are the solutions to help you? And I think it's really important that we remind you for the third time on this episode Sit now with this understanding. Have a listen back to this episode. What are the four, in fact, five phases of stress? It begins with a state of calmness, then it goes to stress itself, actual or perceived, and then it goes to anxiety or overwhelm, and then it leads to insomnia, and then it leads to melancholy and depression. Wrap your head around that, do some self-reflection, recognize the triggers, and then on the next episode of 100 Not Out, we'll be going through the solutions to make this something that you can master and not buy into the belief that there's nothing you can do about it. Because I gather, Damo, a part of these phases is that learned helplessness that people gather over time that they don't feel like that they can actually do anything about it. Yeah, 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 I agree, PC. The, uh, and people, when they kind of lose the ability to maintain control, will always seek to go harder at what they know has already worked mm. and inadvertently quite often that will push them further into um, the, the, next phase. the graduating phases. Yeah, that's right. And, I, so. I, and this is going to sound so judgmental and brutal, but the amount of teenagers I see drinking Red Bulls and Mothers and like sugar drinks, yeah. it's like they think yeah. they're doing it to keep them awake, but they're actually just yeah. on the fast track to anxiety and overwhelm. Or if they're already there, yeah. they're on the fast track to sleeping issues with insomnia. Or if they're already there, they're on the fast track to depression because none of those things actually help you regress or, or go back a phase. I actually just graduate you as you've used in this episode to the next phase and that's not a thing that anyone wants or deserves. Exactly. And the key thing to remember here is that you continue to graduate up and it's a it's a purposeful, mindful process to bring yourself to graduate back. Mm. Um, and really what it is is that as you wind up with more and more tension, until that you know, if you continue to wind an elastic band, eventually it'll snap. Mm. Um, when you let go of that elastic band, if it's been wound up for long enough, it's stretched. It never returns to its original tension. Mm. So you've got to really work hard to unwind it. So it's not just, you know, lob on down and get a massage or go and get some acupuncture or go for a little walk or take your magnesium your B vitamins or have a bath in magnesium. It's not just as simple as one of those things. There's a combined approach to actually getting all of this to work really well for you and that's what I'm busting to share next week. Oh, I can't wait for you to share it and thank you so much as you always do so graciously. Uh, you're so generous with your wisdom and I know there's a lot of people watching and listening to this right now that are so happy they have uh, listened to this episode. We encourage you all to share it but most importantly, Damo, thanks so much for sharing your wisdom on this episode of 100 Not Out. Thank you, PC. Thanks for letting me share. Don't make this an isolated experience, peeps. Share it with your friends, your family, someone you know who's experiencing stress, whether it's last week's episode and this week's episode. Get them to subscribe to the podcast so that they also get next week's episode, which is all about the solutions to cracking your stress code. It's absolutely important. This is not something to joke or muck around with. It's something that people 
must, if they want to make the rest of their life the best of their life, learn how to master their response to stress. Thanks to all of our listeners and viewers of 100 Not Out. If you're new to the podcast, make sure you are subscribed to it. Also, we love a five-star rating. We check them once a year. It gives ourselves a little scratch on the back or a little um, tickle of the ego. But really, we just want you to share this message with your friends and family so that they feel like they can master the art of aging gracefully. You can find us on Facebook at 100 Not Out. Spell it all out. On Instagram, you've got to go at 100.notout. For more on Damo, head on over to damienchristoff.com, myself, marcuspierce.com.au. And until next time, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.